This podcast is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Bobro and is a production of VI Alliance Copyright 2019. And this chart-busting hit, Alone Leave Me, courtesy of New Threads, is available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie, and I am here with Susan, and we are starting our new Ancient Texts podcast on Neville Goddard. And in this podcast, we are going to look at the power of awareness. And I'd actually like to uh, take a little detour in the beginning here to say that Neville Goddard, um, if you don't know, and a lot of people do know who he is, he was one of the 1950s new thought teachers and he's written a huge amount of things you can find basically all his stuff Mm -hmm. online yep you can also you know buy the books whatever wherever they are yet as a resource he's a wonderfully intense resource and we used um some of his wisdom Mm -hmm. in our blue book of energy energetic invocations a book of vibrational change and we talked about how he basically uh, traveled in time and used time. And it was actually in the time section, mm-hmm. one of my favorites. Yep. And he did that to change the diagnosis of clients and to help them heal. And, you know, we were fascinated by that. And Neville Goddard is definitely an intense person to be fascinated by what thought and what awareness and what energy he was in. And so at first we're going to look at his The Power of Awareness. And I think to start out, right in the beginning, it's perfect the way he sets it up because it says, this book is to reveal your infinite power against which no earthly force is of the slightest significance. It is to show you who you are, your purpose, and your destiny. Ooh. Ooh. That excites me. (laughs) Me too. And uh, hopefully it excites you too, and that's why you're here with us for this journey in our Ancient Text podcast as we continue on. And we're actually going to look as much as we can chapter to chapter, as much as the conversation and the energy carries us forward. So uh, let's have some fun. We're going to look at chapter one, I Am. You know, Julie and I sat down and tried to figure out the best way to go about talking about the book Mm -hmm. because it's so deep. And it's almost like every chapter could be a podcast, but right. we're, we're going to try not to do that because you, know, you could just go so deep and then look at it again and go and go deeper. But right. the part that it talks about I am, and when I read this, sometimes I have to read out loud mm. because one of the things that he says, he, you know, he says, I am is the self-definition of the absolute, the foundation of on which everything rests. I am is the first cause substance. I am is the self-definition of God. So, you know, when I first looked at that, I'm like, okay, cause substance, which is really what we're more used to hearing, cause and effect. But it's interesting that he uses cause and then substance because that implies manifestation. Mm. It, it, It implies the thought and then the manifestation, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting because I kept going back. I'm like, am I reading this correct? <laughs> you know, because that is normally we say cause and effect. Right. And, and so then the other part he wrote is, I am hath sent me unto you. I am that I am. Be still and know that I am God. And what's interesting, what I had to read is the middle line, which says, I am that I am. 
Meaning I'm that mm-hmm. I am. And I pointed. Yeah. Because it's it's almost like, what, what does he mean? I am that I am. It's, mm-hmm. So it's one of those you have to read out loud. And, you know, and I find it interesting because sometimes even with our own book, mm-hmm. sometimes when I read it, it's it still isn't powerful enough of what we wanted to say. That's when I look at it. I'm like, oh, right. you know, I kind of cringe because... It says what I want, but the emphasis, it's almost like I, you know, in a foreign language, they have the, you know, the little accent that you can, you know, uh. highlight the, the, what you really want to emphasize. And sometimes, you know, you can't do it and you have to hope that the reader picks that up because that mm-hmm. statement, I am that I am. I am, as he's talking about, which we're gonna, which is consciousness, which is the next part of the chapter that I, I really want to delve into more. And by saying I am that I am, he's acknowledging that we, each individual, are a part of the I am that exists in everything. Right, right, as all, it, as yes. all, and and I like the way he he kind of gives us a clue. By saying, you know, the concept of how you define yourself and the concept of who you are is virtually irrelevant because the basic knowledge and core is that I am and we are all I am. Mm-hmm. And and as odd as that sounds, it just takes you to the the unique power and awareness that saying I am takes mm-hmm. you to. And I think that's important to to realize. But the fun part is, you know, he goes in further. It's, you know, you can then start defining. I'm a man. I mean, he's a man. So I am a man. I am a father. I am an American. He says, you are not defining different I am's. You are defining Mm. different concepts or arrangements Mm. of the one cause substance, the one I am. Which is saying that you still can be... I am giving a podcast. I'm a podcaster. I am a writer. That doesn't mean that you're not the all I am, but this is when it gets fun. Right. You can define, like, what do you want to do? And I, it can change. Mm-hmm. Some people, I think, you know, I think it's a big thing with people going to college. Like, well, what do I want to be? What do I want to be? It's like, what are you talking about? You're going to change all the time. I am something today maybe tomorrow will be something else Mm. and that's the fun of this but at the at the core is that it doesn't change the fact and it's it's funny because he talks about the i am changing because you kind of rearrange certain causes to create the substance of what you become right Hi, this is Julie here with Susan, and I have to ask you, what's one of the favorite books that we've written together? Which one would you say? My favorite would be Energetic Invocations, mm. because you tricked me into writing it, <laughs> and it wrote itself, and I just was grateful to be a part of it. I like all the books we've written. We've had so much fun, but that's probably my favorite. What you know, you? I agree with you. I love Energetic Invocations, and I love the invocations because they're really powerful, and I love the way it slides into the Endra book. So the Endra scripts is really fun as well. So I agree with you. Yep. Hey, Julie, do you remember the old Tootsie Roll Pop commercial? It's how many bites does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop? Oh, yes. Okay, you do remember that. <laughs> how many rings does it take to get someone to answer the door on Halloween? Depends on if you have candy or not. Well, how many clicks does it take to get the Halloween trivia ebook? Just a one. Just a one. Get yours today.
And I, that's really cool because, in essence, I am is the totality of mm-hmm. who you are. And yet, when you go into a concept or you try to divide it, which is exactly what you just stated, when you go into that concept, you're just ascertaining a limited aspect of I am. And so if you kind of falter into that and you lose your awareness mm. that you're in that limitation, you, you're still I am. You're still connected to the totality of I am. You're just not being aware of it. And you're well, operating in that limited aspect. And that's one side of it. The other side of it is what he says here. He says he's talking about if a man's concept of himself were different than his original concept, everything in his world would be different. His concept of himself being what it is, everything in his world must be as it is. Mm. So you're talking about if you don't have awareness, you lose sight that you're part of it all. And the other side of it is you also lose sight that you're creating the what you are and that's creating your world so it's a double-sided sword you know you don't get one and you miss a huge part of the other thing which i keep thinking like you know a little bit of life that's the point of life is having fun what do you Mm -hmm. want to do with it so segueing before we segue into from i am into consciousness there's a great paragraph that i'm actually going to read from in Neville Goddard's book, The Power of Awareness. When you know that consciousness is the one and only reality, conceiving itself to be something good, bad, or indifferent, and becoming that which it conceived itself to be, you are free from the tyranny of second causes, free from the belief that there are causes outside of your own mind that can affect your life. And this is really cool to segue from that energy into chapter two, consciousness, because it becomes the question that you've been, you know, kind of dying to ask, what is consciousness? Right. Well, we talk about energy Mm -hmm. and we talk that energy is not good energy. It's not bad energy. It's just energy. And it's what you choose to do with it, whether you choose embracing it and go into a negative thought mode or go into a positive thought mode or you know even someone else's thought mode doesn't have to affect you if you're just in the essence of it's just energy right and so if we say that you know it's interesting because consciousness is a such a, 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 a overused term and I don't mean overused that it, it's just like such a standard term like no one ever really thinks about what it is and, and we're going to talk a little bit about this because if you have any experience and everyone says, I know what consciousness is and it's unconscious. Then you throw in, you know, Young's unconscious and then subconscious. And then if you go into that, that to me is a, a fascinating. And I don't want to, and I, and I think that maybe for me, it gets caught up in the vocabulary and I don't mm-hmm. really want to so much get caught up in it. But as I read this chapter, I had a different idea of it. So we're talking about consciousness and we're obviously, you know, doing all these versions of all our different four podcasts on energy mm-hmm. when we're talking about energy. And so, you know, there's the understanding that consciousness is really all there is. And if that's the understanding, there's an energy basis to that, yet you know, of course, you like to go into this because I like to go into the energy part, but right. there's also a physical basis to that. 
And in that realm, I mean, it's beautiful. In this first chapter, in the second paragraph, he says, nothing has existence for man save through the consciousness he has of it. And so your consciousness is really alchemizing the thought, the imagination, the vibration into a physical form, which is amazing, which then you know, creates the understanding, I mean, I'm going to go way off here, that, you know, we all have this power, we all have this ability, because I am. (laughs) If we go back to chapter one, we're all in that connection, we all come of that vibration. So when you take the magnitude of consciousness, and, you know, how you can change your concept of yourself just by the awareness of consciousness... You know, and and I like to go to that level of it's kind of funny because you're using your mind to think about your mind. And so, you know, how much can you burn yourself with that and how much can you propel with that? Mm. And, you know, how much can you be addicted to that, you know? And consciousness for man to use consciousness to actually create the existence I mean, is is beautiful. It's not only a tool, it's a presence, it's a state of who you are, it's a state of how everything is. I mean, it's all, once again. And it's funny because he states that consciousness is the only reality, and he defines consciousness as that initial I am. Mm. And I find it interesting how he defines consciousness Mm. because his definition of consciousness really doesn't have a definition. I am It's not, I am happy, I am sad. It's just, I am. Right. And I find that interesting. You know, and he also says we access consciousness through our concept of ourselves, and therefore it manifests around us. And so, you know, it goes right into the Kabbalion. It goes right into, you know, Mm -hmm. hand in hand in that sense. And he also has a, a, you know, refers to the Bible. Right. He has a biblical passage in here. That is, is kind of funny because it ties to the whole Norman Vincent Peale. Right. And also Joseph Murphy. Yes. So, yes, it ties into everyone of that time period, yes. of that era. And, you know, another little two sentences from that chapter, he really gives us the visual here that can kind of make your mind go, what? Because he says, <laughs> nature then as a thing or a complex of things external to your mind must be rejected. Right. You and your environment cannot be regarded as existing separately. You and your world are one. Right. And so the beauty of that becomes, you know, you can no longer look outside and go, they're doing this to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's like, you know, having your hand slap your face over and over. Why is that occurring? Well, you're doing it. Mm. That whole idea, if, you know, you have an illness and if you can never see yourself in any state other than that illness, how is it ever going to manifest? Right. It will never manifest. And that goes for anything. Is is Can you see yourself in a certain way? Mm. If you can't see yourself in a certain way, I don't care what happens out there, it will never appear that way to you. Even if, even mm. if in a crazy twist of fate, the world tries to show you a way that it could occur, you would never even see it. Right. You'd miss it. Right. So the mirror image of that, he he continues in this chapter, which aligns with that, yet it's the mirror image, because you, again, you want to go, hmm. He says, this is actually, I'm reading from the end part of a sentence, he said, your mind is always arranged in the image of all you believe and consent to as true. 
So if your mind is arranged in that, and it's producing that, and you're feeding it, what you consent to as true could be from the outside that you're consenting to, as well as what you're consenting in your own beliefs. I mean, you know, it's really you who's screwing it up if you feel like it's being screwed up. It's really you who's creating all that's beautiful if you feel like it's beautiful. So I I have a question. (laughs) Because this is, of course, where I go. So you have the you that's physical, that, that appears as though you're here, that everyone thinks you are what you've manifested. And then you have consciousness, which is what we're saying is everything. So is there a step in between that? Well, there's no division. So this it is where we started discussing. And I'm not saying there's a division. It's, and we started talking a little bit about this when I was talking about acupuncture. You have yin and yang, but it's all encompassed as one. But yet, yin and yang are separate meridians again i'm going to talk about chinese medicine they're separate meridians that does not dismiss that they're all part of one so if you think about that and we say we're we're physical and we're energetic so the physical we can all understand is the projection of out there but what what's that part of us that's non-physical that's energetic and then he talks about consciousness so you would because you would think that you're made we are made up of two parts of course it's encompassed and I, I know you're going to say it's all part of one yes however we have an energy and a physical and I'm trying to in my mind imagine the energetic being separate but I know part of it the unconscious do you see what I'm saying does that make sense? Uh, I do. I do see what you're saying, and what you're pondering is is beautiful and brilliant. Because as you're, you know, sitting here pondering that, I'm kind of propelling in the moment mm-hmm. and going, "Wow, you're completely corroborating with Neville Goddard here in the concept." And so you're actually giving us a boilerplate understanding of how our mind can perceive and understand this by conceptualizing. So in the conceptualization is the understanding, yet not the division. So in the conceptualization of all the parts that you described yep. is the understanding. And, and, and it's kind of like a you know, bad example, but I like to go to the vacuum cleaner. You can take it all apart and look at everything and say, wow, this must do this, mm-hmm. this must do that, and this must do this. Yet, when it runs all together, you can, you know, kind of ideally understand how it works. Yet, each part, when you ascertain it conceptually, gives you a clearer, deeper understanding of its connection to the whole and how the whole is. Sure. Hi, this is Julie. I recently went away to Canada and I was excited to bring a handful of books, but I couldn't read a thing. Has that ever happened to you? All I wanted to do was play. If you travel, trivia is fun. And we have a lot of different trivia for you. We have Think You Know the Kabbalion. You can test yourself. We have trivia on Halloween and Samhain. And we have Christmas trivia. So the time is right to test your brain and get moving. And if you want to do it today, you can go to Amazon and download the ebooks. 
Hey, Susan, the secret's out. Oh, no. <laughs> well, they can't tell from my accent, but probably from yours. Yeah, we're from Boston. But the really funny thing is, our stuff is all over. We have four podcast shows. You can find them on Spotify, and you can find them everywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah. And we have lots of books and ebooks on Amazon, and that's worldwide. So, do you feel adventuresome? Sure. Hey, it's Julie. And you've heard Susan and I say that the principles of the Kabbalion are everywhere. Well, they are. So how do you stay aware? How do you recognize them at work? And how do you understand them better? You can read and listen until you are blue. But when you test yourself, now that's when you start using what you know and start understanding the Kabbalion differently. Sure, you can make your own test questions, but why bother when Susan and I did the work for you? There are 75 questions and you can explore the trivia alone or with friends. Find Think You Know the Kabbalion right now on Amazon. Download it today and start actively using the Kabbalion to enrich your life. And so the conceptualization of it, you know, you, you filled in a huge hole there for some people and, and even, you know, to, to propel from because the conceptualization of those parts gives you a better understanding of the consciousness as a whole. So, because I can relate to consciousness as you know again i'm going to young consciousness is what you're aware of that would be your surroundings your subconscious is almost like your energetic system within your body that works with you and and works with a higher and then you have the unconscious which is the what he's referring to is i am well, and I'm, I mean, I don't know if we can ever... kind of the super conscious or so, well, sometimes exactly, there's a derivative. Exactly. That's of, why I don't want to get caught in the vocabulary. Yeah, right. But I'm trying, and that's why I sometimes kind of people, yin and yang, and then the whole... Well, sometimes people use subconscious and unconscious, yes, exchangeable. Exactly. And, so you're knowing that the conscious is working with the subconscious, or the unco- however so, that works. So so, we're, so without getting caught in the vocabulary, because I'm, I'm trying to give examples of what I'm trying to say, but I'm not trying to define it, give it a word per se. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because you get to such a point that you have to almost create vocabulary to further your conversation. Right. And so I'm not trying to do that, but it's interesting because he talks about I am, and I thought... I, it's almost like on a tri-level, I am part of everything. I am, the, that's the connection to everything. I'm going to say I am God. Mm. We all are God. Mm. I, that's, that's my connection with the I am, that I am, that I am. But then you have the energetic me that is, is like knows a little bit more, has, it's, it's like your soul would be kind of like the soul that okay. someone would have. And then you have the physical me, which has, what we would think of as limited belief, uh, limited knowledge. But that, of course, can be argued as well because if you have access to all of it, right? And I, and, mm. But I'm not, I'm not delineating three separate uh, entities. It's all one is in three parts. And that's what I was, when I was looking at his and he talked about consciousness, that's why when he said he defines consciousness as I am, and I know what he's saying, but it's like, sometimes I think about it, it's like a, there's, there's three levels. Well, all those other things are manifestations within the concepts. Exactly. So if you say that, just think of the soul level. Your soul is also a manifestation of a belief. So we just think, when we think of like manifesting something, what you believe, we think of like outside, right? I'm, like he said, I'm a, do- I'm a man, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a singer, I live here, I do this, right? But 
I'm not saying it's just that's what I'm getting like wow so even our 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 soul because again I'm trying to find the vocabulary our soul is a manifestation of the bigger I am and again wouldn't that be a concept exactly I mean, if it all fits into the concept but I'm just saying who would ever I never thought I but, but from when I read with him it's almost like your soul is just connected to the all which it is but your soul has a, a little bit of a you know everyone's a little bit different even at their soul level but Not, it's still I am exactly everything is still I am but to me that's that was a, like an interesting concept that your soul was a concept of an idea from where you know what I mean consciousness from consciousness Which so it's like the is. God like God's isn't that interesting that's all I, I, mm-hmm. I don't have an answer it's just when I thought about that and his def- definition of consciousness and again not the vocabulary mm-hmm. but you know we can almost see ourselves as a person and then grander we're energy as you said we're energy and I can use the word soul from, again, I don't have a better word for it, but we can all sort of understand your soul lives beyond the physical. Mm-hmm. And yet your soul does become part of the all, the, the that I am, that I am. That's why that, that kept staying with me, that I am. But the soul isn't, is not the ultimate is not like your, I don't know how to say it, like your leader. It's not the all. Yet, we think of our soul, you know, we think of our higher selves and we think of, you know, I don't know, I don't know how yeah, else it's to all explain. One. We're, it we're is. all one. It's Absolutely. like Russian dolls. Exactly. Know? We're all one. But, so each, no, but each Russian doll, and I know they just open up in another one, but, you know, it's almost like each level of you has more information to it, has more substance to it i don't know the best yeah, i'm struggling i'm it's struggling. always connected and it's always absolutely but isn't that I, i'm just thinking the soul we always think as the soul is being when you manifest and when we talk about how you arrange it your soul was already is also arranged you know we're both women living mm-hmm. in the united states and mm-hmm. blah 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 but even our souls were arranged because we talks about the arrangement defines what you see right mm-hmm you know, he says, in the state of consciousness of the individual is found the explanation of the phenomena of life. It's the state of the consciousness of the individual, which is almost like your soul. And so I guess all I'm trying to say for me, which when I read this, I was like, huh, your soul was actually a manifest. It's It's been structured the same way we're talking about the person, which is kind of interesting to me. It's an interesting concept. Yeah, it is interesting. I never that's thought it. about that. I that's, don't know. Maybe what's very you know. beautiful to me is that in any concept at all, it's still the expression of I am. It is. So in any concept, however far you want to drill down, how wherever you want to go, it's still the epitome and intensity of I am. Okay, so the one thing I want to make mention that is going to come up later is when we talk about the arrangement of the concept the arrangement I'm going to constantly ask you is it the physical mind is it the spirit is it the soul mind or is it in the all mind and so if you want to manifest something but there's you, no difference it's all I am okay and it's so, in, in the delineation 
of the concept of which one it is, you make the difference. So interesting enough, if you do it on the physical level, if I sit here and in my mind imagine a lot of money coming, right? Money will come. But what if I do it in a higher level? If I don't focus on just a physical, and we start talking and we're going to mm -hmm. jump ahead to feeling. Feeling is working on a soul level because it's more than the physical. So that's almost like your soul. If you're going to make a change feeling-wise, it would be at that, I'm going to call it again, soul level. You can't do it in the... But who are you to say that? I'm, I'm not you I am you're I am but who are you to say it what how do you know that if you, when you give this expression of a physical you know affirmation or whatever you're saying and it's going to occur how do you know it happened through the physical how do you know how it's or just purely it happens through I am it's I'm, I I don't I could never prove that I just find it an interesting concept that it's like if you can do it at a higher level and you'd have a bigger effect. Yet, yet I also think what you're, you're bringing up, which is very important, is that you are bringing up the fact that, you know, in, in, in all these ancient text podcasts that we're doing, all these aspects are striated out mm. and divided. And, you know, do mantras, do affirmations, do this. You got to use this. You got to use that. But they're all connected. So who's to say... You know, it's still I am. I mean, that's what he's saying. It's still you. consciousness. So who's to say what it is that works? And if you stay in that that frame and that that vortex of just consciousness, I mean, that's that's pretty powerful. Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon authors pages for books and podcasts. Find New Threads music and their latest album on iTunes, Spotify, and NewThreads.us.